Blog Talk Radio.
right, welcome. This is Thursday Throwback Thursday here on the Hilltop Radio Show. Let's get everybody on over here. Uncle L, welcome to the show. What's up? What's up? What's up? Right, Mr. No Weapon, welcome to the show. What's going on? What's going on? Raz, I don't even know why you're on the on the radio on your situation. Welcome to the show. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, your 10G ain't working right now. (laughs) (laughs) DJ B. Lethal, welcome to the show. What's going down? What's happening? Right, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Everybody that's tuned in. We're getting ready to get our uh, our spe- one of the guests for the night, uh, Senior G, on over here shortly. I just want to shout out um, uh, Kansas City, Missouri, Massachusetts, New York. That's tuning in right now. And Phoenix, Arizona, tuning in right now. Listening to the show uh, tonight here on the Hilltop Radio Show. Let's get him on over here. Senior G, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for taking time on your schedule, man, and being here on the show. Man, thank you guys for you know having me here. It's a blessing. Appreciate you. So you've been you you've been on the show before, right? Um, I may have. I mean, I think, yeah, I think you've been with. I think uh, I I think you've been with me before. I'm not sure. I think I've had you, yeah. It's been a while. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to yeah. make it up. Yeah, I'd rather. I'd rather yeah. just be up front and say, "Hey, look, you know, I'm a human being, not a robot." If it if it was, it was. It had to been at least, you know, over a year ago to at least pushing two. Yeah, yeah, man. So, so tell us a little bit about you, man, and welcome to the show. Well, again, thanks for having me. Um, I'm Senior G, the music industry's holy trinity. Producer, engineer, MC, creator, and founder of New Age Hip Hop, which is 99.9% profanity-free music, because we believe in vocabulary over here and not bridge words. Right. Yeah, yeah. You've been here before because we dropped um your track same way. Yeah. Yeah. You've been here before. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Same way. Yeah. Well, it's glad. You know, it's good. It's good to be back. Thank you for having me back, brother. Yeah, man. Shout outs to MJ over there, uh, Hip Hop Connect, man. Uh, well, man, you know, since since you've been yeah. out, since you've been on, man, how's the how's the industry treated you since you know you dropped same way? How did that go for you? Now we're getting ready to drop. Uh, wake up. I mean, since same way was kind of like a test press, um, freestyle type of of record. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, for publishing issues, mm-hmm. um, since since then, I've just been gaining more knowledge, um, perfecting my craft, seeking more mentorship from individuals that have proven success rates. Mm-hmm. And now, fast forward, since same way we released uh, Just Listen, um, in the beginning of last year, in the beginning of uh, the first quarter of last year. Yeah, I got and, that up here too. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, just listening was another track we dropped for you. Yeah, I'm looking at it on my board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, and now we have uh, wake up, 
uh, featuring Trek the Classic, a very talented individual um, who was also born in the year the rooster. Um, and originally, I was going to do the record by myself, but I said, you know what, I don't have a problem sharing a space with other talented individuals that see the vision and want to be a part of the lifestyle that New Age Hip Hop has to offer. Um, and uh, I think he did a, a very good job. And mm-hmm. um, we're doing we're doing well with that, you know. Um, in fact, just yesterday I received word from a, um, another radio station, uh, POSO 82.3 FM out in Columbus, Ohio, with a promo guard, the radio personality out there. She was the first radio personality to play New Age Hip Hop and it be syndicated and multi-broadcasted. Mm-hmm. Um, we, for her radio station, and she has a global show that's going on. I'm super happy for her. Um, Wake Up, what made the top 25 of the of the uh, business quarter. That's good. Congratulations to you. Yeah, so thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you, that's, you know. So I, it's just dope to talk about. Now, are you um, – I got other artists on here too that are listening to the broadcast. Uh, Al Davis and and Mr. No Weapons. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Are are you start? Are you you know it's it's starting. Are you starting to you know me as online radio? I'm starting to see more and more FM radio stations reading. You know I'm a, I'm a big on LinkedIn. You know Facebook is okay, but I'm more on the business side, so I'm always on LinkedIn. And I read a lot that some of these radio stations now are opening up their uh, their broadcast, you know, their rotation to indie artist music. How do you feel about that now that it's getting ready to happen instead of, you know, trying to pay a payola to get on FM radio? Um, by me I telling mean, you that, how do you feel about that as an artist now that you're on syndicated radio in Ohio and you're from New York? How does that make you feel as an artist? Are you accomplished? You're accomplished with some of your goals? Um, I mean, technically, yes, but because I'm more than an artist, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an engineer and producer that happens to be an artist as well. Um, seeing from the business side of things, you know, I'm happy for the independent artists that are out there that are just trying to get their creative expressions out there to the world and now that there's more opportunities now for those individuals Mm -hmm. um that is a true blessing i just think as a whole you know just for music and artistry as a whole regardless of gender you know i think that is a huge step forward um in comparison to what we've been used to especially what i've been used to um coming from the tail end of the pioneering era of hip-hop. Um, so I think that's super dope. Um, payola, per se, I mean, payola, the way it was years ago versus, versus the way it is now, I mean, at the end of the day, everything costs. I think for independent artists that are truly doing um in their minds if they're making it a career because there's no gray area with me. It's it's mm-hmm. either you're doing it or you're not. 
you're either caught up in the idea of being an artist or you're an actual artist being an artist, understanding that you have to develop a brand, understand that you have to be a business-minded individual, understand that you have to get an LLC, understand that you have to take some type of courses and marketing and all these other things just so that you can have general knowledge. So, therefore, when you're doing the networking at these showcases that you feel are may, may or may not feel is a waste of time or you feel that you're too talented, no, it's not about that. It's about the connections because talent in this business is only about 7%. Right. 92% is business and networking and creating relationships. And that last percent is just miscellaneous, the stuff that hardly ever happens. That's just the real thing about it. I've been doing music well over three decades. New Age Hip Hop has been out for well over two. You know, okay. I didn't just get here. I've, I've been here. You know, for those that's, that's listening, you can Google me senior, like your last year in high school, space bar, G-E-E, return key. We're living now in the days of visual learning and reception. It's sad but true. Adults' attention spans are now becoming shorter than children. So right. in this business, as an artist, you have to deliver what I like to call a complete package. If you're releasing a song, Treat the song as a, a project, as if it was an album. Don't make, don't waste your time making an album. Nobody's listening to albums. You're making a single and you treat it as if it was an album. You come up with a marketing plan from it. You come up with a scheme for it. So therefore, you can create different levels of content around that project. You know, right. this is free game. This is free game. People pay thousands of dollars for what you guys are listening to right now. The universe exactly. takes care of me well. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so sir. I just think if, 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 if artists just focus on the business side of things, you're already an artist. Of course, you want to get better at your craft artist-wise, but you're already good at that. You want to take at least 3,600 seconds a day or 60 minutes every day to learn something that you didn't know and make that your business. Make it a daily habit. After 21 days, it will then become a habit, and that's a scientific fact of whatever it is that you do in repetition. Again, this is free game. With the water, I don't make cups. I bring people to doors. I don't turn the knobs. The choice is up to you. Take heat. Right. All right. Well, uh, NC Senior G, man, again, man, I uh, appreciate you. Uh, you know, words well spoken, what you just said there. Hope, you know, somebody listens to it. And I hope it, it sinks hey, in, man. Hey, Let's... I hope so, too. It's all about it's, it's, it's all about helping each other. You know, I'm not in competition with no artist, independent or commercial, any artists on this on the, on this interview are listening. I'm only in competition with my reflection. I'm worrying about being the greatest me. I could care less about the greatest of all time because a thousand years from now, everybody's going to have a different opinion. And that's a fact. 
That's true. Everybody got an opinion about everything in life these these days. Whether right. you're an artist, right. a comedian, a actor, actress, exactly. or just a home owner or a business owner, someone's exactly. got something to say. It, yeah. Exactly. You can't please everybody. Don't worry about the naysayers. There's over 7.4 billion people on the planet. Yep. So what if a few million don't like what you're doing? So what? Not that right. Well, of course, everybody has, you know, uh, social media at their fingertips so they can let you know how they feel about you by not liking shit or not sharing shit. Who gives a shit? Yeah. 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 Definitely. But but artists, I encourage you guys and gals out there, just just learn the business um, and treat each song as if it was a project and with each project should be a growing process. Each song that you create should be a stepping stone and you'll get better as you go. Practice doesn't make perfect. It makes better because once we feel we've achieved what we thought was perfect, we, we always feel we can do more. All right, man. Well, again, uh, thank you for taking time out of your schedule, man. Let's get into your, your hot single, man. Uh, wake up. Uh, if you want to shout it out, and we'll get it uh, going right now. Okay. I just This is Senior G, the music industry's Holy Trinity, here live on Hilltop Radio FM. And this is Wake Up, featuring Trek the Classic. GSP Mixing. G-Straight. Production. Spit the best wordplay, collapse the stack, position in, say it, but you won't do it. Nah. Complain about this music, everything offends y'all, it's stupid. Birth control's a problem, team emoji. You supplied the outcome, that's off GP. Spec yep. knows how the rest goes, that's a fact. Yep. These web trolls follow echoes in his cap. cap. Make America great, what they say in disgrace. Saying that we can eat, but they said he breaking our plates. Another slap in the face, and we had enough. Following these bullish leaders ain't adding up. Adding up. The revolution is here, boy. We ain't seen a woke MC like Malcolm in years, boy. Don't follow the leader, only follow the teacher. What we teaching these kids got the world holding the freezer. Wake up. Brewster's here. Don't speak. I'm too busy turning rolls of pennies to loose sleep. When you understand something, 
you know what it's worth. You see him outside, pick him up, pull him to work. Taking me down on the ground, round snow or dirt. Just know if it's sitting on tails, I'm flipping it first. Y'all work I work with him, is what the difference is. the rich, got money in the Nevertheless, yeah, we all getting checks. Except you gave up your soul, I just gave up respect. Wake up. Roosters here. All right, let's wake up by MZ Senior G right here on the Hilltop Radio Show. You guys know how we do it. DJ B. Lethal, talk to me. Yeah, man, I like that. Lyric. Lyrical. Well, no cuss. <laughs> yeah, I like that, man. I, I really like it. That's a banger. All right, uh, Big Uncle Al. Definitely a banger. Definitely a banger. And I also want to say, man, uh, you're an artist, a producer, and a businessman. I commend you, my brother. I really do. Thank you. Thank you, Kings. I appreciate your humble opinions and your critique. You know, um, I think the quickest the quickest way to anybody's true destination in life is slowly. And I've taken the time, you know, two and a half decades to get us to where we need to be and not a lot of people can say that they created their own genre you know and you know i have articles on it and people talking about it so there's a clear separation of um the music that we're doing with new age hip-hop versus what's being portrayed as hip-hop production wise and lyrically right uh, Mr. No Weapon, talk to us. Man, you got some serious flow on you, man. Man, you, yeah, hey, I'm just saying like this. You got more bars than a door in a liquor store in the hood. I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. Right now. This fool right here. Uh, Raspberry, <laughs> a.k.a. Double Chocolate, talk to us. I stress learning the business 
because if you're an artist, then you should know terminology in the studio, how plugins, compression, stuff like this. You don't have to be masters at it, but you should have an idea of it. So, therefore, you're taking yourself seriously, and then the people that you come across will take you more seriously. Right. Hey, uh, Senior G, uh, let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media and where they can go and find your uh, the, your music. And I know this video to this song, Wake Up, is on YouTube. I'm just let everybody know where they can find you at again. Absolutely. Senior G is very Googleable. I claimed my knowledge panel. You can go to Google or any whatever your favorite search engine is, DuckDuckGo, AOL, Yahoo, and put in senior, like your last year in high school or old person, spacebar, G-E-E, return key. Everything is right there, and everything to come will be there eventually. All right, man. So what what's uh, coming up next for for Senior G, man? What's what's coming up next? Uh, I mean, you, I'm working guy. on a few. Uh, uh, I'm working on a few projects, King. Um, working on a a a, a a a record called Faith. It's a it's a conscious record. Um, and also we got um to the top, which is uh featuring uh Reality McFly. That's going to be a, 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 a New Age trap record. Can you imagine a trap record with no cursing in it? Wow. That'll be the first. Can you imagine that? You know? That would be and the actually first. talking about something other than other than trapping. Wow. that's I've got to wait to hear that. Yeah, that's we got to get that. When yeah, you complete called, that one, called, we got to get you called, on called, here. Call to the top. Okay. Yeah, we'll let yeah, you guys we... know. MJ, MJ, MJ will keep everybody abreast. Shout out to MJ, MJ Hip Hop Connect. She, she's definitely one of, one of my most important villagers in the village. Definitely on the village oh, yeah. council. And um, you know, shout out to her, Rube Aura, uh, Lighthouse Studios, yourselves, and everyone else that has contributed to the New Age Hip Hop movement, and everyone that will contribute in the near and far futures. It's very much so appreciated because no one in this life that has done anything great has done it alone. They've all had help from someone or something, and I appreciate the help. Appreciate it, man. Again, uh, thank you for, you know, taking time out of your schedule and joining us here on the show, man. Um, anything you want to say to your Absolutely. fans? Absolutely. Anything you want to say to your fans man, that are want- listening? Hey, do one to others as you would want people to do one to you. And Say that again. Yourself first, because Say that again. Just, just do on do on to others as you would want others to do on to you, and Preach. respect yourself first. So therefore, you can respect everything and everyone else. All right, MC Senior G, man. Again, man. Uh, thank you, brother. And uh, hope you have an awesome absolutely, weekend, James. man. And and keep your head up, brother. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, thank you for having me, and enjoy the rest of the show. All right, man. Thank you. Peace. All right, y'all. This is MC Senior G. I wish we had some more music from him because I love his music. Um, let's do this real quick. We'll be right back, y'all. Mr. Rand, Pastor Randolph Scott. 
Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. How you doing? I'm sorry, I'm sorry I couldn't get in early. I had a lot of people uh, just text me and said they tried to get in, too, and they just heard music. So I told them that uh, I'll be on uh, shortly. So, Papa Scott, man, again, uh, thank you for always uh, being by your phone when we need you here on the Hilltop Radio Show. Tell us a little bit about you, and we'll get on into the program. Well, my name is Randolph Scott. I'm a former police officer, former sheriff, former a resource officer, so my expertise is in law enforcement. Now I'm calling to the ministry. I'm a pastor, uh, a father of six children, and a, a beautiful wife. And so I'm... Uh, very glad to be on the show tonight. Uh, Papa Scott, before we uh, get into it, you, you want to uh, say a quick prayer for everybody that is out there listening um, to the show worldwide, if you may. Yes, sir. Father God, we thank you tonight, Lord, as we come together collectively, Lord God, as we humble ourselves before you. And, Lord, we pray for the loss, the life of the young people, Lord God, that lost their innocent life and the parents that are suffering, grandparents and loved ones. Father, we just ask, God, that you would give peace and serenity, Lord God, and just ask that your mercy, Lord God, just touch, Lord, Texas. And, Lord, and we just ask, God, as we pray that we're always reminded, Father God, that whatever shape we're in, there's someone worse off than we are. And we send our prayers and our condolences. Lord God, to the families of the laws. And we ask, God, that tonight that you would bless every listener, that you give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Lord, to try to rational uh, why these things happen and what can we do, Lord, to prevent it from happening, reoccurrences. And, Father, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Um, Papa Scott, where can people uh, go and hear your sermons at? Uh, your church on Wednesday, Wednesday nights. Yeah, Wednesday. I was studying on Wednesday nights. Where they, where can they go and listen to, listen to you? Well, if we are, so we're on Christ Miracle Temple. Uh, Pastor Randolph Scott, uh, pa- Pastor Randolph uh, and Angela Scott. Uh, so it's Christ Miracle Temple uh, in uh, the state of Georgia. All right. Uh, Pop, um, before we get into, you know, what I uh, called you upon the show to do, I just want to bring some memories back to you and and back to everyone that's listening and to the panel that's listening. Um, let's do this real quick. We'll be right back.
Bring back some memories there, Papa Scott. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, it does. I'm telling you, man, it's uh, remarkable how a song that can have an age on it that it come back to fruition and getting a lot of response from that song. Even today, I got a call from my niece saying they were playing it at Mercedes-Benz plant, and they kept playing it, and she called me. She was excited knowing that that was her grandfather, Michael Scott, and her uncle Randolph Scott, she was so excited. I said, well, wow, man. I said, I'm, I'm glad that they're, you know, pushing it even today. And even though the song was wrote in uh, 1968, so we, we're we grateful. There's a little history, yep. little history behind that that we found out, what, what, about four or five years ago. They thought all you guys were deceased until they found out that you were the only one still living. After all those yeah. years, yeah. So yeah, I'm, it's remarkable how the social media is doing a, a lot of things, um, promoting stuff that we couldn't even imagine that could come uh, to pass. So I'm, I'm grateful. I had one of my daughters that's tuning in tonight too. So uh, my my fourth daughter, I believe it is, she's watching, uh, listening tonight. So. She's sitting next to her dad. So I told her to be my guest tonight. Sierra <laughs> uh, Scott. Uh, she's all smiles and grins tonight, being with her dad. Um, and of course, uh, everybody don't know you are the father of Tamika and Latasha Scott of Escape. How's that? How's that journey? Uh, been for you, you know, for, you know, two of the oldest daughters, their journey, you know, following your footsteps. What I can say this has been, uh, in the beginning of their career, has been very stressful uh, because, you know, it takes away from a child growing up. And, you know, now I realize why Michael Jackson, uh, he was going through a mental depression because he didn't get a chance to really grow up and enjoy life like other children. So my children have uh, experienced that, being on the road and eating a lot of fast food, not really being able to spend time with their family. But, you know, it has its uh, pros and cons. And the good thing about it, you know, now they're they're more wiser than they was when they first started a career because they'll take a vacation now. They, uh, they don't allow uh, the record companies or the media to run their life anymore. And they let them know that if we can do it, we can do it. But when you're under contract, like under So So Def or Sony Records, there's an expectation that you have to fulfill, keep them uh, being sued. So it's, it has drastically changed. They're doing more things that they they want to do with their families. At first, they had to neglect their family. So it caused a lot of stress. You know the children not seeing the parents, and uh, but it has gotten better. But uh, I'm proud. I'm a, a proud father. They've had a remarkable career, and uh, I give God the honor and the praise for that. That's right, uh, Papa Scott. Let's let's get into um, you know you've been in the law enforcement half your life, sheriff, resource. What? You know, the stuff that happened in Texas. What can 
these schools or the school system or the state agencies or the government in your your opinion what can what can better this to keep from you know these little children that got murdered for no apparent reason because someone got mad with life in your words what do you think could be uh you know um beneficial to to parents sending their kids off to school like they're supposed to and not getting a call saying that their you know their child was murdered or something like that in your opinion talk to us first of all all lives matter you know we went through uh the beginning of last year black life matters but all life matters you know children uh then asked to come into this world and as parents we want to protect our child and i think that the school system uh, could do more. But but first of all, I'm grateful to be asked to elaborate on this uh, incident that happened in Texas, a senseless, brutal, unmerciful killing of young children, 19 and two adults. I can't even imagine the excruciating pain that the parents and grandparents are going through right now, you know, hoping to celebrate their last week in school with their children and grandchildren graduating from kindergarten to first grade to fourth grade, just beginning to experience childhood and becoming little teenagers. You know, we Today, me and my wife, we celebrated our six-year-old graduating from kindergarten to first grade. And my heart was heavy because I thought about the children in Texas being shot and killed, not having an opportunity or chance to celebrate with their loved ones. This has truly taken a toll on the way that the school system should be looking at. And as the children go back to school, this will have an effect mentally on them. Uh, I wrote a couple things down, and I applaud the medical examiners and the investigators who had to identify the bodies of each child. Uh, and I know every um, homicide that I've ever done or accident dealing with a child, uh, it, it costs an elaboration of, nightmares and so so forth uh, hurts. And, you know, it's something you just can't get over overnight. But then you think about the high-velocity ammunition at close range, shooting these little innocent children. Some of the bodies probably wouldn't even I, could be identified. And so just seeing that if you have children, I have children these days, it really bothers you. And uh, we have to think about this. I have certain questions I wrote down. One question is, is what could we have done to, uh, you know, prevent this, these fatalities and from what happening? Why it took so long for the police officer to respond after seeing a suspect with a weapon and the resource officer was present? Why was the school, why wasn't the school put down on lockdown after the, the officer observed the perpetrator? And why was the shooter in the school 40 minutes before action was taken? These are questions that I have as law enforcement. First of all, my job as a resource officer, and uh, I, I was sworn in, was to be a investigator to go out into a threat assessment to uh, evaluate school safety, precautionary measures to implement uh, emergency evacuations, bomb threats, to recommend, make recommendations to the chief, check fire extinguishers, uh, 
uh, had different fire drills, bomb threats, measures to for school safety. This should be one of our priorities. Number one, the major thing upset is because there has not been any crime, no major crime in that in that city. So we have a tendency of letting our guards down. And uh, it's the same way with our, with our home. Uh, Sometimes we'll go for five or six years without uh, having an alarm system, but the first time somebody break in and now we want to put in alarm system, burglar bars, and everything. I'm hoping that this took priority over everything that the lawmakers, the governor, and our elected officials would evaluate. What can we do to avoid this again? Our little children are our future. And we parents, it hurt us when we send our child to school and we hear our child fell down on the uh, uh, playground or something happened to them. That bothers us. But this right here is really, amen, uh, touched the surface that all these little innocent children were killed in the classroom. And it took 40 minutes before the law enforcement came in and actually did something. So I, I fought the political uh, politicians, our federal government, and we, we just had a, a, a law signed. Our governor signed a bill that you don't have to have or obtain a firearm permit to carry a firearm or weapons. That's unbelievable. We must invest in our future, you know, our future generation, our children's safety, prevent reoccurrences, employ more uh, resource officers to uh, uh, install cameras to detect visitors entering on the campus property, not when they get in the building. And uh, we have to, you know, spend time uh, with our community as as politicians, go and see what our needs are, what our children need. We have the, uh, the, the, the uh, lottery that puts out so much money a year. Mm-hmm. Some of that money can be, you know, put into perspective that our schools, uh, that we have a bulletproof classroom. It may sound fictitious, but after what happened, that's what we need, where the teachers can lock the door until help arrives. Uh, we need cameras on the outside of the building. I mean, this school has been there a long time, and they had no precautionary measures. So what do we do now to prevent this from happening? You have copycat. Uh, people that's watching. In, in our social media, it plays a major role in our children, violent acts, sex, gang violence, and, you know, being fascinated over high-velocity assault weapons, uh, being, uh, you know, accepted on their uh, platform as a million followers and TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. All It's like this is more important now then mental health, mental training, and stuff like that. Take, for example, our 18-year-old uh, Salvador Ramos. He was had no prior uh, criminal record. He was fascinated over assault weapons, and at the age of 18, he purchased two assault weapons. And he made statements on his Facebook page that, I just mm-hmm. shot my grandmother in the face. And he made a statement that this was just the beginning what's about to happen. Follow me on my page, and you will see that what's going to happen in the schools. 
are going to cause some serious damage. And so because there was no, no crime, nobody really expected or anybody anticipated or imagined anything like this could happen. So the question is, what, what do we do? You know, our children should be, they should feel safe. We should feel, you know, that our children are being protected. So what do we do? My, my recommendations would be, first of all, instead of spending all this money on politicians, they're talking about their 401k uh, plans, their vacations, their yachts, and all this. Invest that money that we're giving to politicians into our schools, into our uh, communities, and make it safe because it will happen again. Believe me, we just had an incident in New York where about 10 days ago where they shot, shot up a supermarket, shot up outside parking lot. You have copycats that, indeed, they, they find thrills in doing it, and they don't realize this, that your life, you know, is, is not like a, a, a game that you play. Your life is real. Once your life is taken away from you, it's over. So this young man will never be able to, uh, you know, to repent. He'll never be able to uh, spend time with his grand grandmother. And we heard uh, two different statements that she was dead, but it has been uh, found that she's in critical condition. She did not die. So she could oh, wow. not be yeah, she's still alive. She's in critical condition. And then the grandfather stated that he didn't, you know, see any violent tendencies. He didn't have any weapons. If he had known that, he would have notified the authorities. So what we got to do, man, and I'm, I'm just saying uh, as law enforcement, and I'm talking about head of law enforcement, people that can make a change, is that sit down with our legislators, sit down with our governors, sit down with our school superintendents, and see what can we do, what what kind of money can we allot uh, in preventing? You know, our our little children are worth more than uh, than just money. They should be able to have a safe vacation, a safe summer, a graduation. So what we got to do is we got to evaluate. We got to make precautionary measures. We must sit down at these different uh, uh, hall meetings with the city council to let them know our concern. Because we can't, I mean, you got all these police officers that showed up from every agency. But where were they at 40 minutes before all these young people were slain and shot down like animals? Where were they at? Why did we allow uh, this young man to come in and wipe out a whole classroom before he was taken out? Now, I can understand maybe a couple people could have got shot, but SWAT immediately should have came in. You know, the Border Patrol was not that far away. Uh, the Texas Rangers wasn't, was not that far away. The State Patrol, why was it not uh, implemented that it was a, a emergency? And that's the point as a law enforcement that, that I see, man. And we got we got to do better. We, this should never happen again. This should be one-time experience that opened all of our eyes to realize our children are valuable. Our children are our future representatives, our future senators, our future doctors and lawyers and teachers. And we have to realize that these lives can never be replaced. And these parents, and, and I, I just got the message where uh, one of the, the teacher's husband passed 
Uh, he grieved himself to death. He died uh, today. Uh, Joe Garcia, his wife was Irma Garcia. He died of a heart attack. And uh, so they left four innocent children behind. And you say, my God, you know, and, and, uh, until it happened to us, then we want to do something about it. It's just like a, a traffic light. You know, for many years there uh areas where cars are speed and people being hit. But as soon as a politician child get hit or struck or killed, then all of a sudden they put up caution lights. They put up uh, traffic lights. And this shouldn't happen. We shouldn't have to wait till it happens to our children uh, to be aware that it can happen here in Georgia where you are. And so my, my thing is this. We, we need to put uh, prayer back in school, too. And I tell you, people don't realize, but prayer, man, changes things. I mean, throughout my whole walk of law enforcement, if it had not been for God on my side, I wouldn't be able to stand here today uh, on this presentation and talk to you. But it was God that kept me. It was God that protected me. It was God that made provisions for me all the time of my life. High-speed chases, burglaries, uh, domestic violence. Anything you could think of, I would, I've had uh, experience in that area or I had to go through that to make me who I am today. So I appreciate my little kids, and I, I love my, my little daughter, and I want to spend time with her. I want her to be able to go to school, be safe, to come home and say, Dad, I had a wonderful day. Now we received a call from the school saying our children were slaughtered like animals with a, a fully uh, assault weapon. So, you know, so my thing is this, uh, son, is that we, we just have to roll up our sleeves and do better and don't wait till something happens to anticipate it's going to happen again, but to prevent it from happening again. These are little children, and these are lives, and some of these parents would never, ever be the same. You know, my heart goes out to the families. I mean, really, man, just seeing a, a one and four, and I think the oldest one was 10 years old, man. I mean, at 10 years old, you have not experienced anything in life. You're just learning how to fish and how to do certain things in life, and then your life is cut short because of our negligence. And I, I just think that we got to do better. As parents got to be vocal in the community. Let these legislators and law enforcement and, and lawmakers and elected officials, let them know, hey, we're the one that put you in these offices and these positions, and we'll take you out. Let them know that you're concerned about what's going on in the community. Now, everybody today is trying to find an answer. What happened? My, my thing is this. I hope we learn from this, that this plan, whatever plan they come up with, will be implemented throughout the whole United States of America because I don't care what color a child is. Somebody loves that child. Somebody embraces that child. And I just thank God that, you know, those that did escape, I thank God for those. It could have been worse, but my heart goes out. So I want everyone to pray for the families, pray for the two teachers that have lost their life trying to prevent someone else's life from being taken. We got to pray that God will continue to bless 
our schools and our young people. When we send them, uh, put them on the school bus, we need to pray. Uh, when we take them off the school bus, we need to thank God for allowing them to come home safe. So there's a lot of things we can do. There's no, no just one certain answer, you know, and I'm here to say nobody knows everything. But one thing, we got to do something, something to change the way our society is, to know that young people today are, you know, so overwhelmed with weapons. We got to pass legislations. We got to, you know, the governor's got to get involved, man. I mean, how many times you hear, hear a, governor, a governor come to the school or the sheriff coming to the school or the chief of police? We need to get involved in our communities. And I just want to say that, so I'm open for any questions or uh, anything that you want to elaborate on. Uh, anybody got any questions? I do. Um, Papa Scott, do you think that um, it calls for more than one resource police now in schools instead of having one, maybe two or three now in school well, system? Well, here where my daughter goes, they got they have a, a a mini sheriff department in the school, and so I, I do agree that now we we can't let our guards down. And we know that if it happened one time, it can happen again. So I would like outside patrol, which that can monitor uh, vehicles and monitor any person that is coming into the building or on campus. Yes, I agree with that. Right. Uh, anybody got uh, Al? Uncle Al, you got a question or anything you want to elaborate like on? To, um... Yes, I, I like what you said about the, uh, the many sheriff department. I think they need to have something like that maybe in all the schools. I, I think it would be a, a lot, uh, a big help. Well, I agree with you. And the thing is this, there's enough money that's being allocated, like I said, through the lottery, that all we have to do, I mean, when a school requests this or whatever they need for classroom, but then the uh, you know the lottery they 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 give they contribute to that. So what we got to do is direct not just on computers now, like you said, hire new officers, uh, upgrade equipment, metal detectors, cameras on the inside and outside. Have a little booth where we can monitor people that's coming in. I, I agree with you, sir. And uh, and uh, Papa Scott Al's Al, that's Al Davis. He's from Macon, Georgia. His wife was a deputy sheriff as well. Um, so was pretty much law enforcement. Um, DJ B. Lethal, any anything you want to ask or say? Uh, well, I know here in Ohio. Got to speak up. Okay, here in Ohio, for the most part. Uh, any school you try to go into, you got a, it's like a, it's almost like a ring doorbell, but it's a camera. They got to, you know, identify you and actually ring you in the door. Uh, uh, I, I think that, you know, that helps a little bit, but, you know, anybody can step in. But, yeah, there's definitely something you can do that. I think the, the sheriff, the little mini sheriff department is a good deterrent. It's always a present day. You know, before anybody can get to the children. 
You you want to speak? I couldn't understand. No. Uh, yeah, couldn't understand. Couldn't hear you. Uh, Lethal, you on a speakerphone or something? No, I'm not on speakerphone. Can you can you kind of elaborate what he was saying? He's saying that the schools in Ohio, before they they have like that ring that ring security that you got to look up at the camera before they ring you in the school and you have to let them know your business, the business. And then a, a, a administrator will come to the door to allow you in. I think that's what he's saying because they do have, uh, they do have that here. I know they have that here in uh, North Carolina where uh, if you go to the school, any school, for anything, you can't get in unless they identify you through the ring, and then there has to be a, um, a somebody from the administration to, to allow you in, open up the door to allow you in. Well, we experienced that today, uh, even at the graduation from uh, from kindergarten to first grade. They had a, a list. If our name wasn't on the list, we couldn't enter. Uh, and so I think that would be a lot of help, man. And uh, uh, I will, you know, kind of implement that with the new sheriff we have. We have a new elective sheriff here uh, in our part of town. There meet some of the things that y'all are saying tonight. I will, you know, also, you know, get involved and, and bring, you know, that to a lot of attention. Because we, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I love my little girl, my little my little uh, six year. She just turned six uh, last Monday, and you know I can't even imagine in my mind losing my little six year old. And you have a couple of them. I, I know it was three Garcias. They all were related. They were cousins and first cousins. So then you got a fatality with three members of your family, and then now you have to worry about. A lot of them probably didn't have the money to to bury their children because you know you don't think your child at five or six is about to leave here, then that causes another burden. Is trying to bury your child, seeing your child uh, for the first time, you know, at the funeral home after they embalmed. That's another thing that bothers. You know. So I agree with what was just said, man. That ring uh, would be. It would help a lot. It would prevent a lot of things. Because I, I know, um, and I'll get to Al because Al has another question. I know at some schools back home in Maryland, uh, like when I used to go get my daughter out of school, you had to, they did a face recognition just to see if you, you know, who you are and you know, that was for, like, predators or people that weren't supposed to be in the school and stuff like that. I, I do remember when Imani, when I used to go get my youngest daughter out of school when she was in school, I do remember going through stuff like that. But um, Al, Al has another question, Papa Scott. Yes, sir. Uh, yes. Um, what about, uh, you know, the Wendell's? The windows in the school, you know, a lot of schools has a lot of windows in it. So if they can't, if someone, you know, that's doing some more crazy, foolish stuff, 
and they can't get into school, but the windows are still free where they can uh, can do something through the windows. Uh, that would be a nice thought to figure out a protection through that also. Well, my suggestion would be is that if they have uh, resource officers that monitor those that come on the, uh, the premises, and if you see anything that look like a, a bulge or a protrusion or a, or a weapon, then then that could be you know dealt with in the beginning. We don't wait till they get in the school and start shooting. And so if they had like security booths outside, and or you know have an arm where you had to raise the arm to let people in and out. So if there was a shooting, it could be a you know a communication with another resource officers, I'm in a shootout, or i just been shot, or, or something like that. And, you know, so we, I, I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of windows in school. Every school I ever went to, there was windows all over, man, at least five, six windows. But then a lot of those windows are helpful when children are trying to climb out to save their life, and that's what happened with a lot of students uh, on the 24th. They climbed out the windows. Uh, to safety because the the shooter was on the inside, and so you know it it is a a win lose you know so you know either way it can be a preventive preventive measure and also it could cause uh, people you know if the windows too high can't get out of the windows so you know we have to look at the precautionary measure man of having resource officers in the hall resource officers on the outside patrolling in, the, in patrol cars and monitoring everybody. I mean, after this, I mean, this was a young 18-year-old. So, you know, we primarily would just let him come in because he looked like he's a student. But I think everybody uh, should, you know, uh, be stopped and not frisked, but stopped and identified. I think that would be that would be a lot of help. Correct. Right. Uh, Mr. Noevin, you got a question or anything? Me, Lisa, me, Lisa, you back? Anything yeah. you want to ask? Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I was just saying that in Ohio and here where I live at. Uh, and up, um, when you go to a school, any school, when you come in that door, it's, it's a, a system, it's a camera, and they have to identify you, even let you in the door. But, you know, and I, you can't get in, you know what I'm saying? You just can't come up and open up a door from the outside at all. I agree with that. You know, as I was saying earlier, because the crime rate uh, in that part of Texas, they have not had anyone to report any major uh, incident like that. And so what happens when when we go through years and years and nothing has occurred, we let our guards down. And so that happens. You know, even even we, we were at a, a QT. My daughter's then wanted a hot dog. We had just got through eating. They wanted a hot dog. And so what happened was I was putting my baby in her car seat. She was doing that time. She's six now. She was about she was about two. 
So as we were uh, placing her in the car seat, this car almost hit us. What happened, the lady left the car running while she was pumping gas, and the perpetrator jumped in her car and took off, almost hit us with the car. It was a young, I say maybe about 14, 15. By the time that he pulled out of the driveway, he was gone. And her pocketbook and everything in it. So to me, now when I go to a gas station, man, I, I make sure uh, that I don't, uh, put my, my kid in the car and, and my kids in the car and my car is running, I would never do that again. But it took that to happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, open my eyes that stuff can happen with your guards now. We was going to get a hot dog, not even thinking that something like that was going to occur. So after this event, I think that the governors throughout the whole United States should come up with a plan, the same plan, like you say, you can't get in the building, you got a... Uh, uh, resource officers monitoring the building. Uh, every child uh, classroom should be able to be locked. The glass, the front glass going to the door should be bulletproof. We have enough money, man. The lottery makes millions and millions of dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is nothing for them to spend money on uh, enhancing our children's lives. Yeah. We got to have a system where you gotta you show your ID and they give you like a, a visitor's thing before you can, you know, actually go into the school. I agree. It should be like the courthouse. Like you can't just walk in the courthouse, man. Me and my wife went down to the courthouse and uh I forgot what it was we went down there and my wife had a taser and uh I had just bought the t- what you say, Angela? Pepper spray, taser, all the same. And, uh, he's sergeant down there now. He was so glad to see me, but he said, man, he said, Sarge, I can't let your wife up in here with this. So he confiscated it. And I was like, wow, I just bought it. And so my wife told me I need to go back and get it. No, just leave it where it is. But uh, <laughs> women, women hear what they want to hear. She's upstairs. And I'm in the kitchen. So, and I'm on the phone. I hear you. Lord Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we always knew she was the boss anyway. What we say at all times, you know, uh, you don't have to worry about trying to uh, uh, cover up anything. So I'm I'm a man diligently what I say, amen, and uh, I back up what I say, but I make sure what I say, uh, I don't have to change it or hide or alter it. So, amen, I, I thank God for that. But another thing that we have to do, too, is a lot of time our principals and counselors there stationed in the in their office. They need to walk around. They need to go outside. I mean, they're making good money, and a little exercise is not going to hurt them. If they monitor anything, they have a, they have a radio, and they mm-hmm. can uh, notify the, the principal or the vice principal or the counselors or the resource officers 
So communication is a very important thing. It plays a, a vital role in whether or not we're going to go home tomorrow, whether or not we're allowing the wrong person in the building. And everything that we were said tonight, if we can just implement that program with the ring, with the the door you can't get in, uh, with the monitor and the resource officer, I promise you it'll be a safer school. And if something did occur, we have first responders that's capable, qualified, and uh, they're armed enough so they can handle any kind of threat. So uh, we got uh, Mrs. Noebbin, anything you want to ask? Absolutely. Um, earlier you made mention about that that America should have never taken uh, prayer out of schools, and, of course, they've taken uh, just really discipline out of schools. And so I just want to say, man, I, I have said that for years, so I 100% agree with you because, to me, it, it, it makes the it makes the, the the faculty or the staff have their hands tied, and so so the kids can just about do whatever they want to do. Because I feel if you take if you take God out there, you you invited the devil in. So so I, I just want to say on that part, man, I agree with you. Well, you know, I don't know where you you were raised. I was raised in the fifty nineteen fifty two. I was born. And one of the greatest fears that I had is don't tell my daddy. You call the, call the police, call the United States <laughs> Army, call my daddy. My daddy, he did not play. And my daddy, and the difference between my father and my mother, my mother would say, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you. And I'm like, Mama, go ahead and get me. I'm tired of hearing you say I'm going to get you. My daddy, my daddy wouldn't say a word. He would tear into your behind, and I remember he used to pull my pants down. Uh, he had a razor strap. I've been whooped with a stitching cord. But the thing was, I had fear that I'm not going to steal, I'm not going to skip school, I'm not going to disrespect a parents. And, and what you just said, man, we have to have forms of discipline. And then when we learn about the uh, the Bible and and learn how to respect. The Bible is all about love and, and appreciation and forgiving. But if we, we take that out, how do you young folks know what it means to respect? You know, and it's just hard today. Uh, if you discipline a child, if you discipline a child now and you fear you're going to jail, I've never locked anybody up for spanking a child. If anything, I held them while they did spank them. They said, well, you're supposed to be a cop. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I just I just didn't believe in, you know, I feel like if you under my roof, you eat my food, you're going to do what I say do. If you talk about calling 911, you're going to call it from your elbow because your finger is going to be broke. So I just, I had that just, <laughs> that, uh, you know, my mama would say, I brought you into this world, and you know what else, yeah. and you know what else she say. But my kids today, I teach them fear, reverence. And I teach them to get along with each other, to respect elderly, but you don't have that anymore. And so we, you know, it's a charity start at home and it spreads abroad. We have to teach our children the fear uh, of uh, doing what's wrong, that everything that we do, every decision comes with consequences. we got to teach them that. Children, they think they, they think they can go rob a bank or rob and 
and they're going to come back if they get shot. They think everything is just a fairy tale or it's just something that, you know, that they do every day. You know, see people get shot, and the next minute they're back alive. But it's not like that in real life. Well, we got to teach our children that. Put the fear of them. Put the fear of God in them. I still have my paddle on the wall, and uh, I, I don't really spank my daughters, but I let them know, don't let me go get my paddle. They don't want to hear that. I use it for you. Yeah, I know, baby. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Scott, I want to I ask another question for you. Do you think, do you think all – Every classroom, the teacher, and, you know, some teachers have, a, you know, assistants. Do you think that every classroom should have a monitor in it just to see what's going on outside the school while they're, you know, while the kids are, you know, doing their work, you know, when it, when they already give the kids, you know, think, you know, their curricular to go ahead and start their work and stuff while they're sitting at their at their desk, do you think they should have a monitor just to see themselves what's going on and be, you know, be that, you know, that extra uh, help on if something happens, they can, you know, hit a button for a lockdown or something like that? What do you think about that? We do have monitors. They're called counselors. They're called uh, uh, principals, assistant principals. That's their job. Their job and I understand they have to come up with curriculum and, and make sure that the the kids are coming up with the state's uh, uh, expertise or uh, expectations, but it's not uh, healthy for a teacher uh, that's not doing anything. Say her class uh, is in the lunchroom, she should go and check on the other classes if she's not eating lunch. The principal need to go check on and monitor. That's that's their job. We, we had we had truant officers. I don't know if you remember that. And those truant officers, like, they were outside resource officers. If you missed school, if you was late, or your attendance wasn't up to uh, the school's expectation, they would give your, your your mother and father a visit. We don't have that no more. We've gotten away from a lot of things that we need to go back, go back to the old school. Wow. Uh, Raz, you with us? Anything you want to ask, Raz? Anything? I'm just listening in right now. I miss half of everything, so I'm just trying to catch up. Um, but I do agree with uh, parents should, uh, you know, discipline their kids and stop being afraid of disciplining their children. I think we we've lost. A lot of that. I heard him say he got beat with an extension card. No, I got beat with an extension card once too, and that didn't feel good. I had a welt in my ass for days. So, you know, parents need to put their fear in in them children's shoes. My mama had hot coffee. You piss her off, that coffee went flying. I had ducked many a Oh, that swing. The worst thing was going to walk to that damn tree and pick that branch. <laughs> You're looking mm. for the smallest branch you can find. Putting them little twigs on the bed. <laughs> she had that Maxwell's coffee good to the last what? pop. 
Amen. <laughs> you know what? But it's now, to her, I'm listening to her, but I guarantee she turned out to be a decent uh, individual, a human being, because number oh, yeah. one, we realized that we weren't, weren't going to overstep our boundary with our parents. You know, it's words, and I, I don't know if you remember this. We couldn't say shut up. We couldn't, we couldn't mm. say done. We couldn't say stupid. We couldn't mm. say you're lying. These are words that now the children will say to their parents, oh, you lying, mama. Boy, if I had to say that, I would have been lying, lying on the floor. And uh, so I agree. You know, so we we have to get back. <laughs> You right. don't say words you couldn't say. And you couldn't be in the room with grown-ups when they talk. They're talking. And you had to shut up. And, amen. And we sat down when it was lightning. Everything went off in our house when it was lightning. Better not be on that telephone. Better not be on that telephone while it was lightning and thunderstorm. Or in the bathroom. Better not be in the bathroom. And you he covered all the mirrors. Get out that shower. <laughs> he covered all the mirrors. <laughs> yeah. I can I can tell we got some people that lived in that era, but you know what? Oh yeah. Mm. It, made us, mm. it, made, it made us who we are today, man. And and like I said, we all you know the Bible said that train up a child in the way it should go. When it's older, it depart. It would not depart. But there'd be some things that that everybody have to experience to realize what mom and dad said is is true. And so I, I, I was raised up with a hard mom and dad, but let me tell you something. If I could go back through all that again, I, I would I would love to be with my mother and father. They're both deceased because they were loving parents. Uh, they provide for us, made sure uh, that we had an allowance. A lot of children don't get allowance. Uh, we, have, we got allowance every Friday. We had chores and responsibilities, and if we didn't do them, we didn't have to worry about the discipline. We weren't getting paid. So today, it's just a different generation today, and uh, we got to get them, their mind set on, on the Lord and, and being productive in life. Let them know that you're not going to be a child always. You're going to be an adult. Mom and Daddy won't be with you always. You're going to have to have some type of profession or some type of trade where you can depend on yourself. Father Scott, uh Last night, uh, while you were doing your teachings, um, I was in on watching you. I watch you all the time. Uh, can you re? Can you go back into that again and talking about the love part, about loving one another, and and checking on, you know, you lo- you know, telling. Can you go back on that again, a little bit on well, that uh, from last night? Well, I illustrated from Stevie Wonder's song, these three words. The three words are saying, when was the last time that they heard you say, mother, brother, daughter, sister, that I love you? And we, we've gotten away from saying, I love you. Uh, every night when I'm tucking my daughters in, I'm old-fashioned. I, I tuck my daughters in and I make sure they pray. And the last thing I say I love you, and love when you when you uh, tell somebody you love them and sincere, it means a lot. And uh, when you tell people you love them, 
them that may not always say they love you back, but it's just confidence knowing that you've said it. So I, I elaborated on that last night, and I was saying that, that we we got to take our time because tomorrow is not promised. Life is a gift. Death is a promise. So every day of our life, we have to illustrate love, the way we treat folks. And we don't treat people how they treat us. See, and then we don't do things for folks looking for anything in return. We do it because we have the, the love of God, the love of Christ in our heart. And so I elaborated on that last night that your loved one can be taken in the twinkle of an eye. And then you say, why did you have to go even though you did not show your love? And, you know, every funeral that I've ever done, there's always somebody that acts a fool. And the reason they act a fool because they didn't do anything while mom or dad or sister or brother was alive, and that's guilt coming out when they're acting a fool. Why you had to go if they had to open their mouth and say, you killed me, you worried me, you caused me stress. And so we have to show love every day, man. And uh, it's not hard to, to show love if you mean it. You know, so that's, that was the extent of what I taught on last night, man. Just don't take anybody for granted. Don't take even yourself for granted. You know, last year I was in the hospital. I had open-heart surgery. Never would have thought me would be in a hospital in intensive care, ICU, and I would watch my daughters take over the broadcast, the uh, the Christ Miracle Temple uh, program, Bible study, and they would say, Daddy's going to be all right. Those words encouraged me, and I tell them today. Last year I missed Mother's Day. I missed my daughter's fourth birthday. I missed our anniversary, and I was in the hospital. But this, this uh, year I was home for... Mother's Day for my daughter's uh, sixth birthday and for our anniversary. So I thank God for that because I never would have thought that I would be in the hospital laying on the table with my chest open wide, uh, putting uh, uh, new arteries in my heart. So, hey, enjoy your life. Enjoy your health. Enjoy what God has given you. We complain too much. We, we want to fault somebody else for our failures. And yet, you know, we're not doing anything about it. We learn from a mistake. We all have made mistakes. The only thing is, what did you learn from your mistake? I've learned to be a better father, a better husband, a better pastor, a better law enforcement. And so that's that's my whole, uh, I guess, my determination, my New Year's resolution, all of those in one, to be a better person. And they say, Pastor, what is your New Year's resolution? And this is what I say, to be me, but to be a better me. Right. Um, anybody else got anything for Papa Scott? I, I do. Papa I want to say this to Papa Scott. I want, I want to say this to Papa Scott, man. Uh, when you said that, you know, uh, one of the funny things that you said was actually true, uh, you, yet you couldn't say certain words around your parents like the word lie, because if you said lie, you was gonna be you was gonna be lying down. Uh, that 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 was funny. That was funny to me. Is because I tell people all the time, I was more afraid of my mama than I was the police. 
Papa Scott, we're gonna go. We got one more. We're gonna take you back to uh, 1968, uh, Decatur, Georgia. You and your brothers in the garage, and the love song on side B. A new love. That's the sky wow. three. Wow. Wow. <laughs> There's something else. When you hear it, man, your mind goes all the way back when you was a teenager. That record today is has made me money. You know, and uh it's just crazy 'cause I never I never saw that one coming. I paid about $500 in the studio to record that record of five instruments, I think it was, and 
we stayed in the uh, studio two days, and then to hear that record after all of these years, it let me know that my living hadn't been in vain. Oh, yeah. That's nice, sir. You want to go ahead and uh, kick acapella for us, Papa Scott? <laughs> you still got it in you? I don't know why I'm hoarse tonight. <clears throat> because probably because I preached last night. Okay. But I, I tell you, the next time on the show, I'll be ready. I'll All be, right. Uh, I'll be lemon uh, as a, what's her name? One of our greatest singers, a good friend of ours, Yolanda Adams. She said, anytime you have to sing, she said, and this is weird, to eat potato chips. She said that's what she does. She don't eat a whole lot, just a couple of them. She says because the oil of the potato chip lubricates her vocal cord. So that's what Tasha and them do. All the time when they get ready to sing, they have uh, some potato chips on hand. So next time, I'm going to make sure I have some potato chips and a lemon on hand. But I just want to thank everyone tonight that was participating on the Hilltop Radio. And, again, I do appreciate being selective. And I'm honored to be a part of this show. And I always tell people this, man. There's two types of people. There's an expert. And there's professional. An expert think he know everything. Professional is steady learning. I'm a professional. I don't never want to be in a category where I think I know everything, but I want to be in a category that I'm trying to learn each day to be a better person, uh, you know, to acquire the right tools uh, to direct me, the, the right ammunition to help me to be the better pastor, the better husband. And I don't care how long you've been married. It's still things that you're learning. You never know. Because a woman thinks out of two sides of her head. A man thinks out of one side. I can come upstairs, and if I know if I've hurt my wife feeling it, I know she's not sleeping. I don't care if she acts like she's snoring. She is, I do not snore, thank you very much. Well, whatever you call it when you be <laughs> <laughs> I have to look up the definition of uh, snoring. And uh, But the point is this. You learn, man. And, uh, I'm going to get that pedal up. Okay, I like that. But anyway, I like to. I, I, like, I like for things to change. I like for us both to try to, to make each other happy. As long as you both trying to make each other happy, you both be happy. It can't be one-sided. So I'm learning. And uh, I don't care if you be married 100 years, you'll never, ever completely understand your spouse. But the thing is, you learn from your mistakes, your ups and downs, what caused this argument, that argument. And so I, I just thank God that I have the type of type of woman that stands behind her husband. She runs the, the uh, media part uh, of the ministry cameras and all that, man, she does so much that I, I just couldn't do it. So I applaud Angela uh, for all that she does for the ministry. She's a great inspiration. And I thank God for my two girls, man, uh, Trinity and Tierra. Those are my heart. 
and we have father daughters talk and father daughter days, and I try to please them, try to make them happy. But I just want to say thank you uh, to my, thank you for having me on tonight, man. And I hope that that I've said something to uh, to educate, to enhance. Uh, you know, people that are going through uh, doubts and what we need to do. I hope I've said something to encourage you. Oh, yeah. You said a lot. Uh, a lot. Of, I guess a lot of questions that were asked, you answered them, you know, from a, you know, from a law, enforcement, law enforcement point of view because how many, how many years in law enforcement, Papa Scott, you were? Sheriff, how long? Well, I started in 81, and from 81... Since Moses was born. Yeah, me and Moses. <laughs> he invented the first weapon called the staff. You know, you can use the staff and learn. But I worked for uh, several police agencies, Clayton County, Henry County, Fulton County, Fulton County School and State Police. And out of every one of them, they were totally different entities. And I learned from every one of them. One was transporting prisoners. One was answering calls. One was working traffic. One was working in the jail, uh, transporting prisoners back and forth uh, to court. And so out of every one of them, I've learned uh, what's going on in the world today. And I, I think that's what makes me a, a, a pastor to understand both sides, you know, uh, to rationalize with, with inmates. I've talked to inmates. I started a ministry in the jail and tried to find out what makes them tick. And it's all because everyone wants to be wanted. Everybody wants to be wanted. You know, I, I like for my wife to run her finger through my hair, where where my hair was. and uh hair. And uh, I said where my hair was. It just feels good. With your fingers going through the air, so it makes me feel good. So that's what I want to do: make people feel good every day. Make encourage people just because you lost your job, just because your car was repossessed, just because foreclosure on your house, whatever you're going through. Can't elaborate on that because failure is not final. So we go through things to make us better people. There's so many things that. I can elaborate on, but one thing I can say this, if it had not been for God on my side, I wouldn't have made it to, I'd be 70 years old. Would you believe that? August the 22nd. Don't even look like, and I just, I tell you, man, I don't, I don't see where all those years have gone, but I tell you one thing, I'm not wasting no time. I'm enjoying life every day. I'm loving life every day. And uh, I'm not complaining every day because complaining is like a rocking chair. You're rocking, but you're not going anywhere. So I just ask God to help me and my family to enjoy life because tomorrow is not promised. So thank you uh, for having me on your show. Yeah, a young lady just text, just listening uh, to the show. She said she gave, you gave her lots of encouragement. So thank you again, Papa Scott, for being part of the show. You know, if we could, um, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow. See about trying to get you on. You know, one night every week. That's that's uh, 
that works with your schedule, and we'll go from there because um, I was just telling Al, uh, everybody that, you know, remember um, you used to come on just about every night, um, you know, years ago, and I think uh, this is what's missing from radio um you know, encouraging other people that are listening and educating other people that are listening as well, too. I need it. Um, so I know if I need it, you know, I know someone else needs to, to hear the word. And just like the young lady, uh, Angela, that's listening, you know, the encouragement you gave her tonight. So I know um, and, and myself as well, you know, after listening to you last night, that was one of the reasons why. I reached out and wanted you to come on tonight. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And let Angela know that she can always contact us, contact our ministry. Uh, if she needs more encouragement, I'll be more than happy to do what I can. And, you know, we all need encouragement. You know, I, I can't stand a person that think they know everything or feel like, you know, that we're not going through something. We all go through things, but the way we handle the things, that's the most important factor. We all we all get upset. There's always somebody going to make you upset and mad. But the Bible said to anger, but said not. So what are you doing when you get mad? Do you have uh, enough, you know, integrity in, in your life that you don't say cuss people out because they cuss you out? We were at the grocery store. Uh, they were remodeling at Walmart. We was at the gro- at Walmart about one o'clock. There was a line. The line had to be about fifteen people in the line. So this young man and his girlfriend just pulled right in front of me after we had been waiting for about twenty minutes. And I said, you know, I told my wife, I said, well, maybe God is trying to keep us from. And so I didn't get upset about it. But I seen the younger days. Me and him would have got into it. And I would probably bust them to the white meat. Or, <laughs> to see I you and so now you walk away from things. If people are road raging, you let them go. If people put in your parking space, let, let them have it. And you have to learn that, you know, with age. So I say this, we all need encouragement. Nobody is perfect. We strive every day. I want to be better today than I was yesterday. But I'm striving, and if we never strive, we'll never achieve or accomplish our goals. The steps of a thousand miles must stop with one step. And so, once we make that one initial step, we'll make those thousand miles. So again, uh, tell Angela that I said that <clears throat> I'll be praying for her. May God continue to bless her and her family and all of you tonight that made this possible tonight. Uh, you. Really made me it made me laugh tonight. I think I laughed this hard this week about the stenching cords and, and about <laughs> you know. So thank you so much. She said she told me to tell you thank you. She said she said thank you. Yeah, for that. Um, Papa Scott, before you go, go ahead and uh, uh, you know, say another prayer for us, and then we'll let you go, sir. And thank you again for being on the show. Yeah, I'm happy my daughter's sitting next to me. She's just grinning. She really enjoyed tonight, and she's my my cheerleader. Thank you, Tiara, 
for supporting your daddy tonight. Is there anything you want to say tonight? Yeah, bring the paddle up there. I just wanted to say that my heart goes out to the students that were killed in the Texas um, shooting and um, we're praying for all the families that were that their kids were involved in the shooting, and uh, we are praying for you guys too. Well, Tara, next time you come on, be prepared to sing a song for us, okay? Yes, sir. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs>
but it's kind of uh, it's it's going the opposite way of what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Some of it going the way they wanted, and some of it's going the opposite way of what they wanted, and it, it is just terrible. It, it really is terrible. So it's got to get a handle on it and reverse it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to, you know, uh, I know you guys out there listening, uh, you know, y'all used to us cutting up sometimes, but uh, a lot of times we do, we do, we are serious on some of these programs that we bring uh, to Hilltop. And um, we are going to, you know, on Thursdays, we're going to be bringing a, we're still going to have our fun, but we also going to, you know, we're going to go, I'm going to go back to, uh, the days of bringing, uh, you know, uh, you know, pastors and stuff on, and and getting our prayer in as well too. Because some, you know, like tonight, Angela, you know, this show encouraged her, even though she's not on with us tonight, she's still listening, and that means a lot. That you know, not only, you know, who else, you know, was encouraged about tonight's show. So, um, if I say I needed it, I know everybody else needed it. You know, a lot of people think I'm a bad boy or anything, but I'm not a bad boy. I just don't take a lot of <laughs> a lot of junk from people. That's all that is. That's just that's just growing up and uh and and knowing what I've been through in life and everything, not allowing people to run over top of you. <laughs> you know, sticking to your ground and um you know, and and being who you are. You know, people people can't accept who you are, people, you know, so, oh, well. Let's <coughs> um, go on to a quick song. We'll be right back um, here on the, on the Hilltop Radio Show. Uh You know, I was I was wondering, you know, if, if you could keep on because the force it's got a lot of power and it makes me feel like it, it, it makes me feel like it.
All right. I know uh I know Mr. No Weapon went and grabbed his Michael Jackson um jacket and put on his high water <laughs> pants Absolutely. and Teddy Lothers. Absolutely. Started moonwalking through the whole damn house and shit. <laughs> Say hee yeah. All, all that. All that. Grabbing my crops. show good show tonight yeah um great show yeah we'll do this uh believe letter right now where they can follow you at on social media monday monday through thursday right here on the hilltop radio show with the dysfunctional family my man for the grand dj sean and on all social media platforms dj b lethal columbus ohio and google that pop right on up all right um Mr. No Webber. My bad. I was trying to take my walk. He's moving. He's moving. He's taking his. He's taking his Michael Jackson gear off. Cause he's getting ready. Right, getting ready. Right, going to TikTok. He's getting ready. Right, going on TikTok. My bad. Uh, uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, you can Google me like the great B. Lethal. And uh, you can find me right here on Hilltop Radio Show with DJ Sean. The great B. Legal. Not lethal, but legal. <laughs> Is he legal? <laughs> the great B. Legal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that that stuff is spoke legal. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. And Uncle Al, the future of the funk. Where can they follow you at? They can oh, follow man. me on my artist page at o- official Al Davis. My personal page on Facebook and uh, TikTok, Instagram, and they can Google me all that. It's Al Davis, and you can definitely catch me here on the Hilltop Radio Show with these. With DJ Sean, the dysfunctional cast, and my brother, Mr. No Weapon Jackson. And <laughs> All right. All right, we're going to another song. 
And we'll be right back. <laughs> DJ B illegal. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Medicine. I want to give a shout out to all my family here and all the people in Radio Land. And thank y'all so much for listening. Thank you so much. Has been a very encouraging night tonight. And that's uh, my final answer. That's your final answer. And you ain't lying. May I give another shout out, please? Yeah, go ahead. I'd like to give a shout out to myself for being so awesome. I'm just playing. I'm just playing, y'all. Just playing. Hey, fucking play, man. That shit, y'all lying ass motherfucker. Lying motherfucker. He said it, dude. He said he said, he said the rap rap four bars on a on a liquor store door. 
Uh, any shout outs be lethal? Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean shout out straight to the hilltop man, DJ Sean and the platform, my dysfunctional family, and all the listeners and the guests to come on and and do what they do and make the show what it is. Of course, all right. so high. All right, everybody, have a good night, man. We're going to get on out of here until uh, Sunday night. If you're available, make sure you jump on Raz Marie's uh, Love After Dark. She got Mr. EP is live and direct. Be blessed. Again, have a good night. Night, Good night.